In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And I'd like to thank all our listeners for tuning in to us each week. And we do have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all of you, wherever you may be listening to us from. Now, let me tell you what this series is about if you're tuning in for the first time. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please download our series on iTunes, Google Play or Stitcher. Listen to us live every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. When you listen to us, you can listen to great advice, leadership success stories, stories that you can learn from, stories that will motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly even be the key to your success. I invite you to connect with me. Please send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. And when you send me an email, please let me know what you want to hear about on this show. We have a variety of subjects and we want to hear from you what you want to hear about. So if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we'll make sure that you take away something useful, either for your business or yourself. And on to what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about communication today. I recently read a Forbes article that was published research by the Carnegie Institute of Technology. Now, this study indicated that only 15% of financial success actually comes from knowledge or technical skills. And what they said is the remaining 85% of success comes from the ability to effectively communicate and negotiate, both when speaking and listening. And let's put it this way, not all people can do this effectively. Now, we all have habits and we all act in certain ways. And sometimes we don't even recognize it in ourselves. And I know I do this quite often. And sometimes these behaviors can have either a positive or a negative effect on the other person or even on your career. And very often it's very easy for us to recognize certain behaviors in others and recognize them more in others than we would recognize them in ourselves. And when it comes to negative behaviors, then we are very often, we absolutely do not recognize them in ourselves and they could become career killers. I mean, have you ever had a colleague or a boss or a coworker where you've said, oh, I really hate when he or she does that, or here we go again, okay, he or she is doing that again. You know, I've had that, but, you know, maybe some people react to me like that. Now, our guest today is a successful executive, and she took the time to recognize some behaviors and habits that could either hinder a career or make a career go on rocket fuel. And this is what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to talk to Anne Corley Baum. And Anne is the author of Small Mistakes, Big Consequences, Develop Your Soft Skills to Help You Succeed. Now, this book is the first book in a series that's going to be coming out soon. And the series is Small Mistakes, and she's going to be doing a series with conference calls, college interviews, and much more. Now, she is the Vice President, Distribution Channels, and Labor Relations um, executive for Capital Blue Cross. She leads a network of over 5,500 producers and responsible for the plan's organized labor customers. Since joining the company in 
January 2010. Anne has been involved with strategic planning, operations, partner development, community relations, corporate giving, sales, and account management throughout Capital Blue Cross. She has designed and led leadership development programs through her own company, Vision Accomplish, that focuses on leadership development. Anne is a member of many boards and executive committees, including Greater Lehigh Valley Chamber of Commerce, United Way, Lehigh Valley Economic Development Corporation, and many more. She serves on Lehigh University Systems Engineering Industry Advisory Council, and she is certified by Protocol School of Washington as a protocol and etiquette consultant. So welcome to the show, Anne. Hello, Kimberly. Thank you for having me. So, um, I, I read your book, um, and I just want to, what made you, what motivated you to write this book? I decided, first of all, thank you for reading the book, and I decided to write it because the more I spent time in my career, the more I noticed that there were common behaviors that were getting in people's way, but they were the types of behaviors that people generally didn't tell them that they were having this negative behavior. They were things that were getting in people's way of success that were not easy for others to counsel them on and also things of which the people generally were unaware, yet they were making a huge difference in how people were dealing with them. So I decided to put the book together with a sense of humor and recognize that everybody does these things from time to time, but to raise the awareness of behavior and the importance of behavior in your success, your career, and your ability to lead. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, I, I, you're right, because when I read the book, I, I looked at these behaviors. So what you did in this book is you took these behaviors and you kind of categorized them. Okay. Um, did you... How how did you go about that? Did you say, well, this is one behavior that I see that always hinders or helps somebody in a career? And you came up with, I think it was 16 behaviors. Um, How did you come up with those 16? Well, what I tried to do was think about the most annoying things that I would either run into or that I felt like I did to other people. So I am just as guilty as everybody else. Of exhibiting these behaviors. And I thought about categorizing it in a way that made it easy to remember the behavior. So each character has a rather humorous name, but that easily describes the behavior. So that when you're out communicating with others, you can quickly remember, oh shoot, I'm being a transmitter or a name mm-hmm. dropper so that you can stop yourself, but also so you can figure out how am I going to deal with this other person who's exhibiting this behavior, not necessarily have it end the communication, but for you to, as the receiver of it, have the ability to manage through it just as much as you manage your own behavior. Mm-hmm. And they are the names that you came up were amusing. I had to I had to laugh. And I want to talk about some of those behaviors. But before we do that, um, I just I'd like your opinion on this. So these behaviors, we see them in the workplace. We do them ourselves. Sometimes some people exhibit them more than the others. Um, do you think these behaviors are really personality based? Are they are they culturally formed? Are they environmentally driven? Um, you know, how, how do we develop these behaviors? I think it's all of the above. I think some people are naturally exuberant, for example, and that makes them more likely to be a transmitter, somebody who's always talking. Other people might be naturally more reserved. Some of it's environmental. You grow up around a certain behavior. You accept it as something that is a norm. Or it's something that you just never learned any differently. So I think everything from who we naturally are to the environment in which we grow up, learn, and work, all of those things influence why people exhibit these behaviors. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk about that. You mentioned transmitter because that was the first behavior in your book. Um 
let's talk about that behavior because I had to laugh when that that the person who kind of doesn't be quiet and how how do you handle people like that? First of all, how do you recognize it and how do you handle it? Well, the transmitters are probably one of the easiest to recognize because it's the person that never stops talking. They often are talking for so long that they run out of air. They (laughs) don't even take time to take a breath. And when you're interacting with somebody like that, you can't get a word in edgewise. And that when you are being a transmitter to somebody else, what it does to the other person is it diminishes their importance in the conversation. And if you're being a transmitter, you can notice that people are turning off. They're stepping back. Maybe they're looking away, trying to find an exit from the conversation. (laughs) And it's really important to stop yourself. Even if the reason you're being a transmitter is because you're so excited and enthusiastic, you need to modulate your communication and spend time listening to the other person. Mm-hmm. You will leave a conversation with another person with them feeling better about you if you've listened to what they have to say because that makes them feel important. And while you're being a great listener, you're learning. When you're mm-hmm. on transmit, all you're doing is transmitting. You're not receiving information, you're not learning, you're not growing, and you're certainly not gaining an understanding of the other person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that would bring to light, which we'll talk a little bit of later about, you know, some of the skills such as the listening skills and, and why they're so important. Um, but I want to I move on to one other because, because you, had, you had in the book also one behavior was called a blamer. And, and when, I, when I read that, um, as a former CEO, the first thing that came to mind is accountability, Okay, Um, you know, uh, because I kind of net those two behaviors together. Um, When you're thinking of something like a a blamer, where does those real business behaviors such as accountability fit in that behavior? Well, it's really important when you have a blamer on your team, that person is not owning their area of responsibility, and they're constantly coming up with excuses or other people to blame for their failure to deliver the results that are being expected of them. And when you're in that leadership role, if you allow that blamer behavior to exist within your team, not only does it allow the person who's doing the blaming to not be accountable, but it starts to pull away the accountability obligation from every other member of your team. Mm -hmm. And it could be a very slippery slope to get your whole team pulling back and not delivering the results that you're all expected to deliver if nobody's accountable and everybody's looking for an excuse and an enemy at which to point the fingers. It's easy to have happen, but it can destroy your organization from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that that really resonated me when I read that one because, because especially in a team environment, um, if one person is not accountable, it does cascade down into the team, mm-hmm. uh, and you see that. So, how how do you how would you deal with that? Well, as a leader, it's really important to be a clear communicator of the results you expect the team to achieve. But then you have to communicate with them and negotiate to make sure that those results are achievable and making sure that the team has the resources, the training, everything that they need to be empowered toward that success. And then you have to regularly, you trust your team, but you also verify that progress is being made. And that verification of delivery on expected results becomes part of your culture. It's not micromanaging. It's not doing the work for them. But it is clearly having them be accountable and own what it is 
that they're expected to achieve. And when they do so, they thrive, they, they grow, they're empowered, and the whole organization does better because of that. Yeah, um, that that's you know that is so important in this, and uh, and we're going to we're going to take a short break soon, and I'd like to talk a little bit more about some of the other behaviors because when I was reading the book, um, and I'd like to talk a little bit about gender, and gender and generational because some of the behaviors you talk about I kind of associated either with with gender or I associated with um, um, age and we'll we'll get to that when we get right back okay sounds so, great okay so we're going to take a short break now and we are talking with Anne Corley Baum and Anne is the author of the book, um, of, of actually a great book, and actually, Anna, it's going to be a series of books, right? Small Mistakes by Consequences, Develop Your Soft Skills to Help You Succeed. And you're going to have a series of books coming out, and you're going to have more books on small mistakes, for example, conference calls, for people in college, and for interviews. And Anne is... Also, the President Distribution Channel Manager Relationships at Capital Blue Cross. Now, if you would like to reach out to Anne, you can reach out to Anne on Facebook under Anne Corley Baum and on Instagram under Anne Corley Baum and on Twitter under Anne Baum and on LinkedIn under Anne Baum. So please reach out to her and her book is also on Amazon. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, CEO and leadership business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at Leadership Beyond Borders or join our LinkedIn group at leadershipbeyondborders.com. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda, one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. Cinda holds digital conferences in Europe, and the next conference will be held May 24th to 26 in Berlin. And for more information, go to www.cinda.com under localcom 2020. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you are part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Tired of the Get Rich Quick or How to Flip Home shows? Are you ready to step up your game and invest in commercial real estate? James Nelson, a top New York City broker, will show you step-by-step how to acquire, operate, and profit. You'll also hear from real estate legends on how they made their fortunes and industry experts on strategies for success. Tune into Real Estate Investing, live from New York, on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. 
Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's Business Channel. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we are speaking with Anne Corley Baum. And she is the author of a great series of books called Small Mistakes, Big Consequences. And the first book is Develop Your Soft Skills to Help You. And we've been talking, Anne, about your book and and how you've come up with these behaviors as an executive that you've observed over the years and put them into a book on, you know, could they help your career or kill your career? Now, when I was reading the book, one of the things that I saw is, is I, I kind of took some of those behaviors and, and associated them more the gender, okay? Um, for example, the table groomer might be more gender-oriented to, to women who have those habits, and maybe the eye stare more to men. So uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Are there behaviors that are more gender-oriented? I do think that some of the behaviors may be more often exhibited by a particular gender, but they're not unique to that gender. So for example, the table groomer is the person who's at a business meeting that's over a meal and they pull out their mirror, they start uh, doing their makeup, their hair. And that of course is a huge distraction from the conversation and moves things in a negative direction. But so that might be more associated with a female, but what I've noticed is a lot of gentlemen will blow their nose at the table. Uh So any of these behaviors, whether it's makeup, whether it's blowing your nose, take it to the restroom. No need (laughs) to be doing that at the table because the key is to have the focus on the communication between the people around the table, not around distractions like makeup or nose blowing or, or other unmentionable mm-hmm. behaviors. On the, on the other side of the table, I think you always can have behavior that's more associated with a gender but the key is to be mindful regardless of your gender that things that get in the way of the conversation and the business at hand are more likely to be remembered if they're odd or distracting. And if you can eliminate those things from the interaction, you've got a far better chance of success. Now, the, you mentioned the um, person who's giving you the quick look up and down, Mm -hmm. which might typically be a man checking out a woman. Mm -hmm. I have seen women do it to women where they're looking at the suit that the other or dress the other woman has on and they make some sort of quick up and down and kind of ugly face. And if you think (laughs) that you can do that quick look and nobody notices, you're crazy (laughs) because everybody notices So keep your eyes up, look the other person in the eye, be professional, keep it professional, and then you don't have to worry about things going in the wrong direction. Yeah, I liked what you said that if you think you're doing this and nobody sees it, of course they see it. I mean, somebody could be standing across the other side of the room and they see it, you know. Um, Right. (laughs) Exactly. But, you know, when I saw that, I guess you're right, because maybe um, I also teach uh, leadership training, sexual harassment classes. Mm -hmm. So that that came to my mind when I read that chapter. But, of course, that's not necessarily true. I mean... That would be an extreme example, okay? Um, but you're right. It could be women check out other women's clothes or shoes all the time, okay? Um, and t- even that's distracting. A so very good point. Um, I'd like to stay in the gender for a minute because there was another thing. Um, we, ta- we talked about associating, you know, with a blamer with accountability. In one of the chapters, you, you talk about the problem solver. And when I read that, I associated that with with sometimes some things I see in my women's training on on women's um, I'm not going to say inability but I say tendency to try to do things themselves and not to delegate. Um, do you see any association between what you, what you're calling the problem solver and the ability to delegate? 
Well, the solver is the opposite of delegation and empowerment. This is the person who, when faced with a problem, whether someone brings it to them or they observe it, that their natural tendency is to jump in and solve the problem for the other person. And I would agree that women do like to be solvers because they tend to like to be helpful and mm-hmm. and want to assist others in their success. But if you're doing it instead of the other person learning how to do it themselves, you're actually doing the opposite of helping them. You're you might be solving that that individual problem at the time. But you're not teaching them the skill that they need to solve the problem on their own. And you're actually actually taking on all of the problems of these other people. When you become the solver, you're taking on their responsibilities instead of having them learn how to solve it themselves. So not only does it disempower them, which doesn't make them feel great Mm -hmm. and doesn't help them learn, but it also increases your role and your need to be involved in things because now you're the solution and that doesn't make the organization mm-hmm. stronger. Mm-hmm. And so whether you're male or female, it's critically important that you learn to empower your team and help them learn and succeed because that's the only way you'll succeed in the long run with your team and with your organization. There, no one person can do everything on their own. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It kind of puts a damper to a succession plan because because uh, if you're taking all, if that, that problem solver is taking everything to themselves. And I've, always, I've also noticed also there's a tendency of women to do that more because they like to be helpful. But on the other hand, that can send a signal out um, somewhat of a negative signal to your career path that you're you're not able to delegate. Do you have any um, insights to that? I I agree with that. I think it it can send a negative from two perspectives. One that you don't have the ability to build a team and empower them to success because that's a key and important characteristic of a leader. But particularly with women, it can really build this queen bee syndrome perception Mm -hmm. and this perception that you don't want another woman to succeed. You don't want others to learn how to do things. You want to keep all the marbles for yourself. So not only is it important it's an important skill to empower your team towards success, but also as a woman leader so that you don't get one of these negative labels associated with you that you don't have an interest in others being empowered and growing and learning because that is a common label that's out there that doesn't bode well for women in leadership. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Sometimes women are their worst enemies when it comes to that, um, trying to get up the yes. career ladder. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, uh, moving on a little bit, because the, the other thing that came to my mind when I was reading the book is um, generational. I mean, we're out there and, and you talked about the, the emailer, and that's really not generational because I've seen people from 20 to 70 with their phones, okay? Um, but there is a little bit more of a tendency um, on on the younger generation to be stuck to technology. And, and that can be quite annoying. So what, what's, what are your comments? You write about um, the emailer or the telephone person who's always looking at their phone. What are your insights to that? Well, I think we have to be mindful that we have whole generations of people in the workforce now that technology and uh, handhelds and watches with all this information, it's not a new fangled, cool technology. It's what they've grown up with. Mm -hmm. So it is part of how they have evolved, not only in school, but now in their career. So we must be mindful of it, but that doesn't mean 
that it is a fair distraction to interject into a conversation. And the best conversations that you can have, whether it's a positive interaction to try and um, sell someone on an idea or coach them, or whether it's a disciplinary conversation, there is no substitute for that personal interaction. And it's important to learn the skills that allow you to be a good communicator face-to-face and also in front of an audience, in addition to being a good technological communicator. And when you're in those face-to-face conversations, it's important to put the technology aside and really concentrate on the other person, not only so you can listen, because you can't really multitask. Everyone thinks they can. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing, if you're reading text messages and Look at your email and pretending you're listening. You're just not. So put it aside. Give that person your presence and attention for the time you're together. And then go back to technology. It'll still be there. Mm-hmm. I, I like I like the words you used. It's not a fair distraction. Because sometimes I feel like that. Um, you know, when people just, they're, you're talking to them and then all of a sudden, you know, without an excuse, I mean, sometimes this excuse would say, excuse me, I have to take this email or whatever, but um, it's not fair. And and talking about emails, when we're, when we're talking about technology, um, with SMSs and emails, um, you had in your book kind of the emailer who really doesn't talk. And I've seen this with people sitting in cubes next to each other without even talking, but sending an email. I mean, are we just losing our communication skills or is this just a be, you know, how, how do we handle this behavior today? Well, I think we are losing some of our communication skills and it's important that we not let them go because they are important. Email, text messaging, it's great. It's helpful. It can make you more productive, but it is not a substitute for the face-to-face discussion. And that's particularly true when you're having a problem with Mm -hmm. somebody. You can't yell at them via email. It's inappropriate. And once that email leaves your email box or that text message leaves your phone, you have zero control over what happens to that. So you put some, and we see this all the time in the media, somebody texted something 20 years ago and is coming back to haunt them. So really think if you have some, if you want to really tell somebody what you think of them, sit down with them face to face and have a productive, beneficial conversation. Don't send them a nasty email all in caps (laughs) or send them a mean text message with, uh, you know, a crazy (laughs) meme because it doesn't solve the problem anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're right. I mean, I do think we, sometimes that we're, we are losing some communication and you're right. And I remember, you know, years ago, my mother um, saying way before email growing up, don't ever put anything in writing that you don't want to come back to you. I like to say, if you don't want to see it uh, laid in front of you or given to your boss or in a court of law, don't write it down. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And just kind of, kind of, um, we're going to go to a break in a few minutes, but just kind of wrapping up all, all, all these different behaviors. Um, they're a combination of, of verbal communication and body language. Is one more important to, than the other, do you think, when, when we're looking at these behaviors? Well, if you look at the science that's out there, people first make their assessment and assumptions about you based on your body language, Mm -hmm. then your facial expressions, then your tone of voice. And only then do they start listening to the words that you're using. So it's really important to think about the way you carry yourself and what your face and your tone of voice are communicating, as well as the words you're communicating. Those are critically important. But body language, facial expressions, they matter most. Mm-hmm. Okay. With that, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I want to, I just want to talk about some general leadership skills that we need today in this kind of complex 
world economical culture that we have um, and business environment that we have when we come back. And for our listeners, we're talking with Anne Corley Baum, and she is the author of Small Mistakes, Big Consequences, Develop Your Soft Skills to Help You Succeed. And she's also coming out with a series of books under Small Mistakes, Big Consequences. Now, you can reach her under Anne Corley Baum on Facebook and on Instagram and under Ann Baum on Twitter and LinkedIn. And so please do reach out to her. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, leadership and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group. This broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda, one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. Cinda holds digital conferences in Europe and the next conference will be held May 24th to 26th in Berlin. For more information, go to www.cinda.org under localcom2020. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google. Play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Many nurses have been leaving the nursing field and instead are turning to become entrepreneurs. If you believe in it, you can make it happen too. Listen for the Wealthy Nurse Hour with host Raquel Lab. The show will feature nurse leaders and entrepreneurs discussing how they made it happen and what you need to do to get on the same road and move from bedside to business. Listen every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Every day in business, we hear jargon, see writing from so-called experts, and don't know what we should follow and what we should avoid. Now, there's a program to sort everything out. The 2020s Enterprise with Sam Holzman is the program that provides actual best practices, insights, and real-world solutions that help business executives, technology executives, managers, and staff using straightforward talk. Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We all hear about information security, identity, and privacy threats. The more technology becomes part of our lives, with more data created to provide insights about our lives, the more concerned we need to be. That's why it's important to tune in to Data Security and Privacy with The Privacy Professor. Host Rebecca Harold is an internationally recognized expert in these areas. Rebecca and her guests will let you know how to keep your business and personal data safe. Listen live every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's Business Channel. And today we are talking with Anne Corley Baum. And Anne is the author of Small Mistakes, Big Consequences, Develop Your Soft Skills to Help You Succeed. This is available on Amazon. And she is also the Vice President for Capital Blue Cross and as an author, she's also coming up with these small mistakes, big consequences will be in a series of books that will be coming up soon. So, and we kind of, ta- we've been talking about your book and, and the behaviors that you've recognized that can either kind of help, um, uh, uh, you know, impact a career either positively or negatively. And I, I think they're, they're very, reading the book, it was great observations. And I want to take it to looking at the whole today. I mean, we live in a, a very complex business environment. We have four generations in the workplace today. Um, we we constantly going back and forth with gender issues. We have cultural issues because we're dealing with, especially here in Europe, we deal with uh, many, many nationalities um, since, since the European Union. What kind of leadership do you think we need in this kind of world in business? 
Well, I think it's very important to have leadership with integrity. Integrity is an important characteristic. It's it's basically the way you behave yourself. And that acting with integrity builds trust with others. And if you can build trust, you can build a team. And from that team, you can build a company. And that company can build a great reputation. And that means that you're being accountable. That means you're being an open, honest communicator. And I think especially in our global environment, it's important as a leader with integrity not to focus on categorizing people or labeling people, but really see the person for who they are at the core. What do they bring to the table for your business, for your team, for your community, and respect that everybody can bring something to the table, regardless of any labels that you might want to associate with them. And really look for the best in each person and use those great skills to build success for your team and your organization. Mm-hmm. And as you're building this team, um, and, and let's say you were you, you're a leader or, or aspiring leader, okay? Um, so integrity is very important. I, we, I think we all agree building trust is extremely important. What kind of skills do you think that are important? And we've talking about these communication skills. What other kind of skills do you think are really important in today's business world? I think it's really important to do your homework and really know the topic that you are dealing with. Like be be an expert in your area of expertise. Know your company, know your customer. I think it's really easy for the current environment to be so rushed that you're not taking the time to prepare and do your research and really understand what it is that you're delivering to your customer and also hearing them and learning from them without making assumptions. So I think that's an important skill. The other thing is being versatile in your and diverse in your interactions. So learn as much as you can on a regular basis. Interact with as many people as you can and learn from those people. That makes you a more well-rounded individual and it also makes you a better leader because the more you know and learn from others, the more you can share that with your team and the more your team can grow and become innovative and advance the cause or mission that you're pursuing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and when you're we have a lot of um, young people, and I'm not talking about the millennials because the millennials are not necessarily long, young anymore. Okay, but we have the generation. <laughs> <laughs> really, I mean, you know, the generation Z's coming in now, um, and it always seems like. A lot. I talk with a lot of generations that my staff is primarily generations that, and it seems like there's speed. People want speed and going up the career ladder. Okay, um, if you're working with this this younger generation who wants to to go up the career ladder, what what would what's your advice to them? Because I mean, in our in our days and. You know, we had to go through the steps and it took a long time, okay? Um, Things do happen faster today, um, but how do you balance where you want to go with the expectations and then also balance the skills that you need? Do you have any advice on that? I do, and I think it's really important to consider that this generation in particular is that generation that has grown up with all of this technology and really immediate gratification. So they can get on their phone and type in their groceries and Instacart will deliver it to their home and they don't need to go to the store for clothing and their music is available and they can watch any movie or show that they want at their fingertips. So understanding where they're coming from 
is important. And there's amazing companies and books on generations. And I encourage anybody to take the time not to judge the generations, but understand how they grew up and how that influences the type of of worker and team member they are. Mm -hmm. When you understand where they're coming from, then you can better relate to them in the workplace. And I Mm -hmm. think there's so much that we can gain from this generation. And we can't condemn them for the way they were raised, because frankly, we raised them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So we, we need to learn from them, learn how this speed to action can be an asset to our company, and then give them mechanisms to have the gratification of advancement in a different way. It might not be title. It might not even be a salary increase, but it might be the leadership role that they take on as part of the team, or it might be the responsibility that we offer mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. So it's important to understand how they got here. And then talk and interact with them and learn what's important to them and then tie what's important to them to the results you are trying to achieve. And that's where I think the magic formula lies. I mean, there is a lot we can learn from them because, I mean, diversity is assumed at that age mm-hmm. where we, we still fight with it, you know, um, and, um, and actually with li- work life balance, I mean, maybe they actually do have it right. Okay. You know, um, <laughs> uh, and, uh, I like that better, but speaking of diversity, um, uh, I'd like to get your insights to, to women in, in grow- going up the career ladder. Cause no matter how you look at the stats, okay. How you look at everything. And no matter that you have one or two books on the market, like leaned in and a few other, when you look at, when you look at the CEO level, especially in tech, um, you know, you're still looking at less than 5%. Um, you have the stats go up to in management, you can have up to 50%, but then all of a sudden when you start getting to the executive, it drops down again. Um, what are your insights on this uh, as far as are we making progress? Are we not making progress? Is it is it what do we women ourselves have to do to make progress? Well, I think we're making progress. I, when I look at the leadership today versus the leadership when I first started in my career, it is certainly more diverse and there are far more women at the decision-making table. I think that women in general can seek these roles more and not let excuses get in the way or let people be the blockers for them. I I know we talk about the glass ceiling and these things that get in our way, but I start to wonder if we focus so much on the things getting in our way if we if it isn't a self-fulfilling prophecy and that we just have to continue to push through and demonstrate our leadership and our skill and when you see these these organizations especially entrepreneurial startups that are led by women yep they're killing it right they're doing a great job so it's not that we don't have the ability it's just pursuing the opportunity yeah I think sometimes we stand in our own way, but I think that's right. I mean, um, I see it. And if you go to the universities, you know, 50% of the women in universities, 50%, 50% gender balance. Um, in areas like tech, it's still low. But uh, I just came back from Stanford, who does a really great job at trying to get women in tech. So hopefully... Uh, um, we take, we grab the opportunity, um, but we're getting to, we're getting to the end of our, our show, Anne. So I'd like to um, I'd like to just get some wrap up advice for you, um, based on on your book and some of these behaviors, and as we you know each try to climb the career ladder, if you had you know three tips to leaders out there or people who are aspiring leaders to to really be successful in business, what would that be? Well, the first thing we talked about it earlier is operate with integrity. I think mm-hmm. it's one of the key things. It's the really the, the thing that is most in your own control. The more you can do that, 
the more successful you will be. The second thing is pay attention to your behavior. Be mindful of it. Think about that brand that you're delivering for others because they're perceiving it. You might as well make it the best version of you that you possibly can. So really think about it. Don't just let it go to chance. Create it, be it, be what you want others to see. And then the third piece I would add is empower your team. Don't be afraid to do so. And don't be afraid to let them make mistakes. The only way any of us learn is by making mistakes. And if we fear failure, we'll just get stuck in the mud. So a friend of mine says, fail faster. And I completely agree with him because that's the way you learn. And the faster we learn and the more we help each other learn, the stronger we are as a team. No, and and that's a great advice, Anne. Because I mean, we do sometimes get scared of failure, don't we? But the only way yeah. we learn is is when we fail. So th- thank you so much. This has been really, really enlightening. And um, for our listeners, once more, we've been talking with Anne um, Corley Baum, and Anne is the author of Small Mistakes, Big Consequences, Develop Your Soft Skills to Help You Succeed. And Anne, you have another series of books coming out soon, right? I do. In July, Small Mistakes, Big Consequences for Interviews comes out, and we're looking forward to it. Okay, great. And you can get all her books, all Anne's books, on Amazon. And I really highly encourage you to read it. Um, it's very insightful, but it also is insightful with some humor. So it's a fun, it's a fun read that you may helps you learn. Now, if you want to reach out to Anne, you can go reach out to her on Anne Corley Baum on Facebook and Instagram, and to spell the last name, that's B A U M. Baum and on Twitter and Baum and on LinkedIn and Baum and with and thank you again. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed it. Okay. And to our listeners again, I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, a leadership and business expert. Please contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders or go to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Now, this broadcast is brought to you by CINDA, one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. CINDA holds conferences and digital conferences in Europe, and the next conference will be taking place May 24th to 26th in Berlin, one of Europe's biggest tech cities. And for more information, go to www.cinda.org under Localcom 2020. Now, Leadership Beyond Borders is also brought to you by the Women's Leadership Academy 2020, which specializes in diversity and C-level development for women. You can learn more about that under www.globalbusinesstherapy.com. Now, we broadcast every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time, so try to tune in to us live. But if you can't make us live, then you can download us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And with that, I'd like to thank you again for listening this week and tune in again to us next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.